the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And and Lundy, there are a lot of statistical milestones. A number of top players in the NFL are chasing in week 18. And I love to back guys with uh, some incentives, to say the least, whether to achieve records or to get a little bonus uh, in the contract at the end of the year for crossing a certain threshold. So I've got a list of names, and some of these you can actually find right now. We already talked about Cooper Cup uh, earlier this week and his uh, you know, his props that are out there on receptions. He needs a dozen to break the single-season record that is currently held by Michael Thomas at 149. And you go to DraftKings right now, and it's 4-1 to one odds you can get under DK Promotions on the over 11.5 catches. Uh, he also needs 136 receiving yards. That is used to plus 190. A nice little bump there uh, for him to get the single-season receiving yards record uh, undercutting Calvin Johnson in that category. But there's some other guys like Mike Evans needs 54 receiving yards for 1,000 receiving yards achieved in eight consecutive seasons, which I believe would be the only player ever to do that in NFL history. Jamar Chase needs 45 receiving yards for the single season rookie record, but I don't think he's going to play, unfortunately. Kyle Pitts, though, fellow rookie, could be in action. Uh, It's sounding like he is going to go straight from his mouth at practice yesterday despite the bulky hamstring. He just needs 59 yards receiving for the single season rookie uh, at a tight end. Mark Andrews needs 141 for the single season record as a tight end in yardage. Jonathan Taylor, oh, he just needs 266 rush yards for 2,000, uh, which, you know, he'd be pulling a pretty heavy apple cart uh, for him to get there, and I don't think he's going to be able to do that. Uh, but then again, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, and Tom Brady needs an enormous game, like a stupid game uh, to break the single season passing yards record uh he's 488 yards shy of that so some motivation there Uh, a lot of these are not yet available but uh once they do become available i think you got to jump all over right oh yeah i think you have to be able to to take advantage of it look i'm just looking forward to the weekend brad because uh you know me i hate tying up my money with season long uh, props uh, and we had a lot of those over the course I wait on of those the tickets summer. to cash too it's ridiculous right so at this point I am gonna wind up with because there are some that I already know have hit they yeah. just haven't paid out and they yet, haven't paid right? like um, pay out already so, right exactly so uh, for me this weekend yes we do have some fun props that we can go for but Brad Brad, it's already going to be a profitable weekend for your boy because all of these GDMF tickets are finally going to get back in my account, damn it. Yeah, it's only been, what, six months uh, since you fired uh-huh. off on some of those? Well, and, 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 it's, and it's partially your fault, you little SOB, because yes. here we were. We were having a good time over the summer. We were doing some <laughs> baseball. We were doing all that. And then you started going, hey, uh, you know, have you seen these uh, season-long props? player props in the NFL. Have you, have you seen what they have for James Robinson? And I was like, what? Like, you know, and I go and I make these. So uh, I do, uh, I agree, especially the Cooper Cup ones. I'm big on the Cooper Cup. I'm also big on the TJ Watt. Um, oh, the one those. and a half sacks. Yeah, that's yep, another one yep. I didn't mention. 
uh, I'm big on uh, I'm big on those because I think those are both ones like Matt Stafford's just going to keep force feeding him the ball because he knows how close he is to the record. And these yep. guys obviously uh, have had a phenomenal rapport all season long. I can't see that all of a sudden disappearing here uh, in week 18 when Cup's got the chance to break the record. So I'm with you. I think all of these are going to be fun. I think they're good ones to be able to bet on because, frankly, Brad, a lot of these other player props are kind of hard to figure out because we don't know. You know, is somebody going to be out there for, you know, a quarter and a half and then they're done? Like, it, it, it's going to be tough to be able to make some of these props. But the record-breaking ones or the milestones, all about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, again, keep your eyes peeled on some of those uh, props once they become available at the Legal Sportsbooks. With that, on this Football Friday edition, let's get to it with another Fade 5. Number five. All right. Uh, we always do NFL player props in season, and this is uh, not the finale because we're going to have a ton of more player props around uh, the wild card round, divisional round, championship round, all the way through the Super Bowl. But uh, this is the last time uh, that we're going to have such a wide variety offered uh, in the prop in the player props market. But here is one that is straight up low key off the radar that uh, probably going to have a very low handle, but I absolutely love it. Give me the over on Laquan. Treadwell, 38 and a half receiving yards. Pull this one at FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 114. Uh, Treadwell has done this in, I believe, six consecutive games, Lundy. And, and very quietly, a guy that's getting you know, five to seven targets weekly. Uh, he's got a handsome ADOT since week 12 of 12 plus in that category. And he's going up against the Colts. And look, Jacksonville is a 15 point underdog. So they're going to be throwing early and often because they're going to be chasing a massive depth deficit likely from start to finish in this one. It's going to get a lot of Xavier Rhodes in coverage, who's given up 12.8 yards per catch this season. So this is a super low threshold for him to achieve. And uh, again, uh, he's done it every game since week 12, and I think that streak will not be broken. So Laquan Treadwell, fade or follow, over 38.5 receiving yards against the Colts, minus 114 at FanDuel. They're just going to be flinging the ball all over the place in this game. What do they got to lose? You're 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 Jacksonville for crying out loud. I mean, you're you're ready for this season to be over, and you're actually in a nice climate. Like you're not the players up in you know Minnesota and everywhere. That <laughs> I'm are in looking Chicago to right to now, Cabo. and it's three degrees. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting the weather that we just got done having in uh, in Denver. I I I, I just uh, uh, went through all of that and passed it your way. Uh, I'm on the over with this one, Brad. I, I I like it. You talked about what he's done over the course of the last uh, several weeks. He's also got. I love the A dot stat when I'm looking yeah. at guys like this, especially yeah. down the stretch. So uh, I think the Jag gets up over this number to wrap up Week 18. Ah, Laquan for all the loonies. Number four. All right, let's move on and work at another player prop and. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans uh, game and their matchup uh, taking on the Houston Texans. And the Titans have something to play for because they need to solidify their standing uh, as the top dogs in the AFC. And this is why I love Deonta Foreman. And I'm taking the over on 67.5 rush yards. Uh, Lundy, this one opened at 62.5 on Fandle. And uh, now it's universally at 67.5 across all of the legal sports books. But still a great value. I think I'd play this sucker up all the way to 69, nice, and a half rush yards. You look at Foreman, uh, he's got three 100-yard games in his last five, and you look at the matchup, and it's absolutely delightful. I mean, we have harped on this. We have spewed this repeatedly. The Texans are dreadful against the run. 4.89 yards per carry allowed, 121.3 rush yards per game surrendered to the running back position on the season. 13 RBs have gone over this total this 
this year. Uh, and you look at the thickly built foreman. Uh, he is netting 2.92 yards after contact per attempt. I know Derrick Henry is waiting in the wings. He has been activated off injured reserve. I don't think you're going to see him on the field this weekend. Uh, that just opens up the window for him to return in time for the postseason, which he is on track to do. So coming off 132-yard pounding of the Dolphins, uh, I think Foreman's going to keep on trucking, man, to at least 70 yards in this one. So fade or follow, Deonta Foreman over 67.5 rush yards against the Texans, minus 114 at Fanduel. Oh, like a Tonka truck, dude, just running dudes over. That's what Foreman uh, is going to do because you're way, way too forgiving. We've had some teams that we have faded, and most importantly, we've had some stat categories where we have faded certain teams, yep. and that is definitely the case here for Foreman extremely favorable matchup uh, for him. Uh, so, yes, jump on the over with this one. And you already talked about how it's gone up by five yards yep. uh, since it first populated. I would jump on this as soon as you can, folks, if you agree with Brad and I, because, Brad, this thing could get up to 70 and a half by the time we get to kickoff. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be higher than that, to be honest with you. If you want to pair it together, slap it with an anytime touchdown foreman, get it at plus odds, I wouldn't hate it. Number three. All right, let's move on here in the player props market. Week 18 of the NFL season. And let's live in the land down under on one of the marquee names of the tight end position. And that is George Kittle. Yes, I'm going to take the under on 57 and a half receiving yards. Minus 111 at Bet MGM. It is looking likely that Trey Lance will again be under center. Uh, the rookie quarterback for this San Francisco 49ers team. That's got to win to get in. In L.A., against the Rams, uh, and they're playing all the Rams, too, for a division title. So a lot on the line for both squads in this game. Now, Kittle ran the second-fewest routes of the season, 14 in total in the prior matchup against the Rammies back in Week 10. He had five catches for 50 yards in that game. Uh, but with Trey Lance, uh, you know, slinging the ball in his general direction uh, and a couple of starts this season for Lance. So week four against Seattle and last week against Houston, uh, Kittle uh, uh, totaled uh, a meager five catches for 69 yards. So with Elijah Mitchell back in the fold, I think it's going to be a conservative game plan, especially with the greenhorn at the controls here, which means that Kittle's going to be more line-tied, one of the more ferocious run blockers in the league, and not flashing his mitts. So again, fade or follow, uh, George Kittle under 57.5 receiving yards against the Rams, minus 111 at BetMGM. I I hate this number, dude. Here's here's actually why. Just in general, I hate his stat line because, one, we're talking about Trey Lance. Okay, so you're right. We're talking about a, uh, uh, he's only given Kittle five catches uh, in these couple of games. Yeah. But despite missing the window of time that Kittle did, he still sits at 900 receiving yards on the season. So you would think, I would think, unless his agent sucks, he's got some kind of a bonus at 1,000, and dude is going to miss it because, A, he missed out on those games back in uh, October this season, but he's also managed to combine to only have 50 yards in the last two games. Oh, I, I feel for Kittle. Not that not that I, I wouldn't you know trade bank accounts with him or anything like that. But I feel for it because I bet you he's got something in his contract to get to a thousand, and he's probably not going to be able to do it in part because of the last two games and in part because this weekend he is stuck with Trey Lance. Yeah, which stinks. It, it definitely drags the profile down. So again, fading Kittle can make you a whole bag of Skittles. Stick around for my top uh, NFL player prop picks in Week 18. Plus, 
bonus time across the smorgasbord of sports. Number two. All right, let's get back after it here in week 18 of the NFL season. And another team that has everything to play for. They got a 40% chance, according to ESPN, of punching their postseason ticket. They need a Niners loss. And they got to take care of business in the ATL. Of course, I'm talking about the New Orleans Saints. And for that reason, all the motivation uh, at play, I love Taysom Hill in this game. And I'm going to take the over, not on rush yards, but on rush attempts. The number's at 10.5, and and it's at plus odds. Plus 105 at Caesars Sportsbook. You look at the last four starts for Hill. He has been over this in every single game. He's had at least 11 rush attempts. And, you know, he is the Swiss Army knife for Sean Payton. And uh, his biggest strength is an RPO plays. And I think he's going to be calling his uh, own number early and often in this one. Atlanta, uh, defensively weak, honestly, across the board. Uh, this is a marshmallow soft unit, uh, whether defending the pass or the run. But again, Hill is most comfortable uh, in that RPO, tucking it, running it, and just plowing through initial contact. So, uh, Lundy, no other reasoning necessary here. I'm going to follow the trend. I'm going to follow the fact that, uh, again, they have everything to play for here to try to get into the second season. And for all those reasons and the glorious matchup on top of it, Taysom Hill, I think he's got to cash me a winning ticket on the over. Ten and a half rush attempts at plus 105 again at Caesars. What do you say? Fade or follow? I follow on this one big time uh, because it is all about the motivation. It's all about the look. There may not be a tomorrow uh, for them if they don't manage to win. So uh, I, I think that alone is going to go with the rush attempts. I think this is actually uh, I'll, I'll pat you on the back, my friend. I think this is actually a really smart angle to take on a player prop in this particular <laughs> smart? game. Smart? You're giving I think me credit for that? No, that's I am. impossible. I am actually, but because as you as you look at the unpredictability. Because remember, when they when these two teams played in the uh, uh, earlier this season, the upset that Atlanta was able to pull off uh, in New Orleans, it was with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. They yes. did not have Taysom Hill, and Simeon yeah. actually had a pretty decent game, to be honest with you. Um, but you look at he's he's had these attempts in four straight, as we were just talking about um, in in terms of the games. I think he is going to want to call his number. He knows what's on the line, and I think Sean Payton's going to let him do it um, because I think figures the only way they're going to win this game is to somehow get creative get Taysom Hill to be able to run on them so um, I, I like this one I you stay away from the yardage you don't look at his passing props or anything like that but the rush attempts oh hell yeah I think this is a really smart play dude congratulations you got a compliment from me from uh, don't don't expect it again anytime soon smart in my name in the same sentence uh, it is a rare occurrence uttered here on the Faith and Noise podcast number one all right let's move on to my top player prop in week 18 for now uh, whatever is available to us and again uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show a lot of those guys with those milestone motivations you need to keep your eyes out and your finger on the pulse because when those suckers show up uh, make sure you pounce like a panther on the over on a lot of those. But uh, I did exactly that with this. And there's no statistical milestones here for Josh Jacobs. Uh, maybe there's some sort of contract incentive. I have no idea. But he has all the incentive in the world to have a masterful game because the Raiders need him to go out there and post some crooked numbers in the box score so they can win and get in. It is a, effectively a, a pre-postseason game. Uh, it is very much a playoff atmosphere that is going to be there. 
uh, inside the Darth Vader Dome on Sunday night uh, between the Raiders and the Chargers in that must-win scenario. So Jacobs, uh, the matchup on paper is outstanding. Uh, you look here over the last five weeks, the Chargers give it a 4.30 yards per carry, 105.0 rush yards per game to the running back position. 14 RBs have gone over the proposed uh, 58 and a half rush yards prop. And I think Jacobs is going to add his name to the list. Now, I didn't do it in the first game. Uh, he only had, what, 13 for 40, which was uncharacteristic for him. Uh, but again, if the Raiders have a fighting chance of winning this contest, they have got to feed their beast. I think it's got to be a minimum 16 to 17 carries for him. And as a result, he will bowl his way to 70-plus rush yards. If you're into points betting, uh, this might be one worth considering because it, he could go much higher than that uh, given the weakness and inadequacies up front of this Chargers defense over the entire season. So, Lundy, fade or follow Josh Jacobs over 58-and-a-half rush yards. He's going to shake and bake his way to a winning ticket for me. What do you say? Yes, he will. Uh, he, as you said, there's no real motivation. I can't imagine he's got any kind of bonuses that he's playing. He's sitting at 740 yards on the season. I mean, I, I, maybe yeah, a thousand. Congratulations so, to his yeah. agent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get yeah, like I mean, congratulations yards, to his, man. Right. If if his agent got him some sort of bonus at 750, like holy crap, dude, your agent is is a is a wizard. <laughs> if you pulled that off um, last week against Indy, I think that's the stat to be able to look at this thing sitting at 58 and a half he had 16 carries he averaged 3.9 he finished with 63 um I, all he, all you need is that all you need as you said yep. is is get me to this 16 to 18 carry mark um and he's going to be he's going to be up over this number especially with as forgiving as the chargers are uh to opposing running backs it's it's been their mo uh for a big chunk of this season so i i like him for this number i think i, I think you're right i think it's 70 75 maybe 80 um i think he's going to keep getting ball to the belly over the course of this game that is unless these two just decide that they're going to tie and take a knee for you know 60 oh, minutes plus well over. the only yeah the only scenario that could uh occur it, it is actually a, a real scenario that potentially could play out as ridiculous as that sounds is Jacksonville somehow has to overcome the fact that they're 15 point underdogs in spring. Dude, Indy hasn't, Indy hasn't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Well, that's got to change. It has to, but you never you know. It's it, the NFL, man. Parody reigns supreme. Uh, yeah, you think that it, it could happen, dude, but I'm telling you, September 21st, 2014 is wow. the last time the Colts won in Jacksonville. <laughs> I kind of want to see that play out. Uh, could it be a 0-0 tie and both the Chargers and Raiders punch their ticket for the postseason as a as a Love result? It. A gentleman's agreement between Brandon Staley and Bisaccia before the game, that would be... Some next level that would be next yes. level take all the unders in other words uh, if that uh if that you know we get we got uh, any kind of uh rumor or any kind of substantiated information that that potentially could occur well anyway uh i'm still digging on josh jacobs uh, because that's so <laughs> far fetched, and i know you are as well uh could get well north of this 58 and a half rush yards line in the end all right uh to wrap up the pod as we always do it's bonus time what else you got for me lundy well, Brad, I am on. Uh, what, what what's our favorite thing in in betting? A heater, uh, you know. <laughs> heater. I'm on. Uh, I'm a bit a bit of one uh, this week. Cooled off just a touch, you know, like when you're trying to you're in the shower and you cool it down just a little bit, right? Just a little oh. bit too hot. Cooled off yeah. a little bit yesterday. Yeah. However, 
Uh, it has been a really good week for hockey. There are only two games on the schedule tonight. I like Carolina on the money line. I like Washington uh, on the money line as well. The Caps will be in St. Louis to take on the Blues. Carolina's at home against the Flames. Um, so I like both of those individually. Carolina, a decent favorite at a minus 180. But if you want to pop both of those money lines together, uh, that pays off at a plus 203. Uh, so I will toss that one out there. And then just for S's and G's, Brad, if you look with our friends, at DraftKings Sportsbook. They do these weekly specials, yes. as you know. Yep. Um, and one of the things that they always have each week is your shot to uh, bet on what you think will be the highest scoring game of uh, of Sunday um, uh, 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 over the course of all the games that are taking place on Sunday. And I am intrigued by the, the fact that the Niners-Rams game is at plus 900. I don't know mm. why. Don't I, it Just call it a, a random gut feel. But I'm going to throw a happy unit on that one because it could either be that the Rams just go absolutely bonkers, uh, as we talked about trying to get Cooper Cup record, etc. Or maybe Trey Lance shows us something and this is a better game than we want to give it credit for. So at plus 900, I'm throwing a half a unit on that one to be the highest scoring game on Sunday. Man, I'd like to see it. I really would. That'd be outstanding. Me too. I think it'd be. I think it'd be a really fun way to be able to see who's going to get the NFC West title. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, nine to one, I could get seduced by that juice. Speaking of getting seduced by the juice, uh, let's go to the world of the NBA. Uh, I got a gut feeling here. I think Dejounte Murray tonight triple doubles, and it's plus four ninety at Fanduel for him to do it. He's done it six times this season. Lundy, uh, and of course the Spurs are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, but the reason why I like it, uh, he is going to have to carry the entire load because Keldon Johnson's in uh, health and safety protocols, and so is Derek White. So two key members who log significant minutes for the San Antonio Spurs are not going to be in uniform in this game. So it's all going to fall onto the plate of Murray. Uh, and Philadelphia this season has been somewhat susceptible defensively. Uh, number 18 in adjusted defensive efficiency. So, triple-double for Murray, a plus 490. Why the hell not? Uh, college basketball tonight. Give me the OHIO Bobcats of Ohio uh, taking on Kent State in the Miggity 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 Mac, and they're going to be Mac Daddies for sure. Uh, Bart Torvik has got this as a nine-point spread, 68-59. to 59. Ken Palm has got it at 70-61. Uh, so the seven points to me seems like a bit of a gift. Uh, the Bobcats force a boatload of turnovers, 22.8% of opponent possessions. They're only giving up 0.974 points per possession as well. Kent State has had a lot of turnover problems this season. They're not particularly adept offensively either. So Mark Sears of Ohio, who has been outstanding this year, netting 45.7% from downtown, I think will guide his Bobcats team to a cover. And then I'll give you one more player prop, and and I'll do a little same game action. I know a lot of people out there have been talking about Jonathan Taylor's player props, right? Uh, and Jacksonville, and you and I have already touched on this game. Well, the Jags have given up 119.2 rush yards per game to the running back position alone over the last five weeks. Taylor, as everybody knows, is the heart and soul of this team offensively, and this could be a 20 to 25 carry game unless they just you know, blow the doors off of them. And then maybe late in the fourth quarter, you're going to get more Naheem Hines and some of the backups instead. But his player prop opened at 104 and a half 
and immediately jumped everywhere. Uh, opened at 104.5 on FanDuel and then spiked as high as I've seen it at 115.5. It is now settled at 114.5 at FanDuel. If you don't want, you know, if you're scared away by that high number, and it, it's, a, it's a hefty sum for him to get to, go same game parlay at DraftKings. Take that line down to 94.5 rush yards, smack it and slap it together with an anytime touchdown. You can actually get it at minus 140, which is far more palatable and very buyable. So an anytime touchdown uh, mixed together with that 94.5 rush yards over at DraftKings on a same game parlay. Again, you can get it at minus 140. So. Uh, good little strategy there. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this show, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, national title game on Monday. What we'll picks there? Fade or follow? That is up to you. Fade the Noise.